0: And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he must be loosed a little season that's revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 3. welcome to the amazing truth weekly radio broadcast i'm pastor arnett Deon from turning point mission center church our prayer line is open. That number is one 395 6873 Again, that number is one 395 6873 Prayer is a powerful tool God has given us to communicate with Him. And I invite you to call us. Our prayer team is available to join our faith with yours. And God will hear and answer our prayers. The Word lets us know the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So when we put our prayers together, we can be confident in anything we ask according to God's will. He heareth and we know our petition be granted. And even when we don't know what to say, the word lets us know that the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. The Holy Spirit understands our feelings, our emotion, our longing, longing. And the Holy Spirit puts those in heavenly language. And he would pray according to the will of God for us. So we invite you to call 1-866-395-6873 and we will pray with you. Today's lesson is entitled Events. After Jesus returns. This is part one. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. Oh, Lord, we love you. God, you have been so good. We thank you. In the midst of our sickness, you're good. In our financial troubles, you're good. In our political storm and upheaving, you're still good. In death, family problems and wars and storms and all types of storms we go through you are still good in the midst of rejection loneliness and we just don't know what to do you are still good and we just thank you lord for saving my soul and i just thank you for being god almighty oh god you are good you are a healer you are a way maker you are a lawyer you are a friend You are a father, you are a mother, you are even a husband, and I know that to be true. You're whatever we need you to be, and we are so grateful. And Lord, I just want you to know I thank you. Hallelujah, God. You are mighty, God, and I give you praise, honor, and glory. And I just thank you for hearing and answering prayers. I ask, Father God, that you look down upon everyone that's under sound of our voice. You know what we need, and we're just trusting you to provide for our every need. And, Father, we are praying that you will comfort all the bereaved. So many people have suffered the death of loved ones. Comfort them as only you can. And we also ask, Father, that you let your healing balm move throughout the land. Oh, Father, you are a healer, and we will believe you to do that right now. And we pray, Father, for all those... that Families and businesses been affected by all these fires that's burning throughout the world here in the United States and other countries as well. And we pray especially for the firefighters. We pray for all those that are being impacted by these high temperatures. Oh, Father, please bless those that work out in the elements. And and please, please, Father, bless those that are homeless. Provide shelter for them. And we just pray that you will bless, Lord, however you see fit. Oh, Lord, we we love you. And we love you for who you are. And we thank you for what you are doing even now. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And we bless you and give you praise and glory. Thank you for being a savior. Thank you for saving my soul. And we just pray for the saints of God throughout the land. We pray for the unsaved. And we just ask, Father God, that you will bless this radio station and bless this broadcast. Let the power of your word go forth and transform hearts and draw us close to you as we prepare for your soon return. Oh, Father, we just thank you. Holy Spirit, you are the master teacher. Have your way. Take control of my thought process. Let your will be done. Speak to me and through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome to the Amazing Truth weekly radio broadcast. Our lesson today is entitled Events After Jesus Returns Part 1. The second coming of Jesus is the most anticipated event in human history. And Jesus is soon to come. However, millions have been deceived on this very topic. The return of Jesus to earth is the blessed hope of all Christians. It captivates the imagination and warms the heart. However, many sincere Christians have dangerously misunderstandings About this great event. That could cost them their eternal life. Let's review some of the facts. From our previous lessons. From the Bible. About the return of Jesus. So that we can be ready. For Jesus second coming. We know from Matthew chapter 24 verse 27. That when Jesus returns. Every eye will see him. Every eye. And then. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16, we know that when Jesus returns, every ear will hear him. And then Matthew chapter 25 verse 31, we know that when Jesus returns, all his angels will be with him. And then Revelation chapter 16 verse 18 and Revelation chapter 6 verses 12 through 14, we know that when Jesus returns, there will be a great earthquake that will rock the earth to its very core and so powerful that even mountains and islands will disappear and all the cities will be devastated. And we know from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 8 that when Jesus returned, the wicked will be destroyed by the brightness of his coming. And then we know from Revelation chapter 18, verse 8, that all the wicked will die. And then, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 52, 53, and 55, we know that when Jesus returns, the righteous who are dead in their graves will be resurrected hallelujah thank you lord and we also know from first corinthians chapter 15 verse 51 and 1 thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17 that when jesus returns the righteous who are alive will, re- will witness this spectacular event they that means the righteous who are alive and remain alive along with the righteous dead who are resurrected at Jesus' second coming, will meet up together in the air and meet Jesus in the air. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We also know that when Jesus returns, many will be unprepared. As we look at the world around us, the signs of the times are being fulfilled before our very eyes. The Bible warns that these things would happen and tells us to be ready when they do. We can be 100% certain that Jesus will return. Will you be ready? You're listening to The Amazing Truth Weekly Radio Broadcast. As we study this week about the events after Jesus returns, Did you know that God will present the history of humanity and reveal the ultimate destiny of every person who has ever lived? As we all watch this panoramic view at the end of the thousand year period called the millennium, perhaps someone may be saying, but what is that? Well, to be precise, the word millennium does not appear in the Bible. It comes from two Latin words, mila and enuma, which together simply mean a thousand years. The term has been used by many Christians to designate the thousand year period mentioned in Revelation chapter 20. Where the expression thousand years occurs six times in Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 through 7. Now let's examine what the Bible says about this important period of time our first question what are the events at the beginning of the millennia well we've already learned that when Jesus returns the righteous dead are resurrected and along with the living righteous meet together Jesus in the clouds and are transported to heaven We know that by Looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 17. This is what the Word of God says. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 through 17. The Word says, For this we say unto you by the Word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So this is Jesus talking to us. So we can trust his word. So he lets us know that those who are alive and remain alive shall not prevent them from which are asleep. And asleep here is talking about death, talking about dead. Remember when Lazarus was dead and Jesus told his disciples, Lazarus was sleeping, they thought that that was a good thing. thought we were talking about the physical sleep, the natural sleep that we do. But Jesus had to make it plain. He said, Lazarus is dead. So Jesus saying here to us. That uh, when he comes back. When he is uh, going to come back. Those that are alive. And remain alive. We will not prevent those who are asleep. And he lets us know that the dead in Christ. Should come forth from their grave. They should rise first. And those who are alive. Will all be caught up together. So we know from previous studies. That the living unsaved are destroyed by the brightening of Jesus' coming. And the unsaved, who are already dead, simply stay dead in their grave. So our next question is, What is the state of the earth after Jesus' return? Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 33 says, And the slain of the Lord shall be at that day from one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented, neither gathered nor buried. They shall be done upon the ground. So, what we see here from Jeremiah chapter twenty-five, verse thirty-three, Jeremiah was shown a vision, and when Jesus returns, and he saw in this vision that the slain of the Lord would be many from one end of the earth to the other, and he also saw that the slain uh, will remain uh, on the earth. They will not be mourned. They will not be taken to for burial. And they will just stay there to be like waste or trash or garbage up on the, the earth. From one part of the globe to the next. Throughout the whole world. And then Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 23 through 26. He tells us as verses that's Jeremiah chapter 4 verses 23 through th- 26. He says, I beheld the earth. And lo, it was without form. And void and the heavens and they had no light. I beheld the mountains and lo they trembled and all the hills moved slightly. I beheld and lo there was no man and all the birds of the heavens were fled. I beheld and lo the fruitful place was a wilderness and all the cities there are were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. So we see here from Jeremiah that when the state of the earth, when Jesus comes back, will be just like it was at the beginning of creation. It will be void. It will be dark. All of human beings will be gone. All of the righteous, all of those saved will be uh, gone back with Jesus, and all the wicked will be dead, and there'll be no animals here. There'll they, be devastation, and and it says too that even the birds they are gone. So we see here that uh, God revealed to Jeremiah after the Jesus returns that the whole earth will lie in ruins. Nothing is moving, not even birds in the air. There is blackness. All over the earth, everything is desolate, is, is, is uh, abandoned. So clearly, life on earth for humans during a thousand years is not possible. Now, let's notice how the Bible describes what happens next. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3. The word says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations, no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled." And after that, he must be loose a little season. So we see here from this passage of scripture, praise the Lord. We want to unpack this. We want to unpack what this is saying for us. We see here in this passage of scripture that uh, the while the saved are in heaven, the unsaved lie dead on the earth. The devil will be bound to the planet earth for a thousand years. And this is a place you certainly want to be because the only people here are the dead, wicked. They're the dead, unsaved. These are people who have missed heaven. Those are the only people going to be here and Satan and all his his imp. Now, John the Revelator saw an angel come down from heaven with a key and mass and a massive chain, and this is symbolizing God's power. And and we see here that this. Is revealed to John the Revelator, and and someone has asked the question: um, Is Satan held to the earth with a real chain, and is he thrown to an actual pit? The answer is no. Fallen angels are not bound by physical chain. The angel took hold of the dragon, the devil known as Satan, and bound him to this planet uh, a thousand years. In other words, he was not permitted to travel to any other worlds. Uh, It was like throwing the devil into a dark pit and sealing it so he could not escape. And so uh, we know also that the second coming of Jesus reduces the world to a state of disorder as it was before creation. And we know that based on Jeremiah chapter 4, verses 23 and others as well. But especially that one because it tells us that the earth was without form and void and the heaven had no light. And that's how it was in Genesis at the very creation. And so what is taking place here now is the angel has confined Satan to the earth. And he has no one to deceive until the thousand years were over. And and Satan knew this was going to come. And he knew this uh, and went... When Jesus was baptized, and when Jesus was baptized, the word of God lets us know God the Father uh, spoke with an audible voice, saying, This is my son whom I'm well pleased, and the Holy Spirit is seen in the form of a dove. And so, Satan tried to stop Jesus there. uh, I tempted him when he went into the wilderness to fast, and then he also tried to stop Jesus uh, uh, through the crucifixion because he knew that if Jesus died. And were resurrected for mankind's sin became our substitute, then he realized that his this day was gonna come where he will he'll be an expiration to his kingdom. So he tried his best to keep that from happening, and that's why he worked so hard to keep Jesus in the tomb when he was crucified. He had uh the convinced the religious leaders to get permission from power to stage guards all around the tomb. 24, 7. Then Satan placed his demons, his fallen angels there to keep Jesus in the tomb. But praise be to God, he came forth from the tomb with all power in his hand. So Satan knew this day was coming. That's why he was working so hard. So what I'm saying to you my sister and brother, that that Satan is bound by circumstances uh, and not with a physical change. He's bound here to planet Earth. He has to see the destructive force of what his action has done he has no one to tempt he has no one to deceive he has he has to look at what he has created what he has caused for a thousand years he has to be on this desolate earth that he has no one to deceive no one to tempt and the only way to prevent this evil work is to remove all people from him and to confine him to a place no one else will be. And that's what happened. It is the circumstances of an empty world that binds the devil. And at the end of the thousand years, the Word of God lesson of the wicked will rise to life. And this is what is known as the second resurrection. And Satan then will be acting. He has people to tempt once again. Now we know this is a second resurrection because we look at, at the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verses 4 through 6. And what we read here in Revelation, chapter 20, verse 4 through 6, as well as Revelation, chapter 20, verse 14, and Revelation, chapter 20, verse 11. That's Revelation, chapter 20, verses 4 through 6, Revelation, chapter 20, verse 14, and Revelation, chapter 2, verse 11. This is what the Word of God says. And I saw throne, and they sat upon the throne, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the Word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads, or in their hands, and they lived and reign with Christ a thousand years. Verse 5 says, But the rest of the dead live not until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection on such second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So we see here, based on Revelation chapter twenty, verses four through six, that uh, the revelator God, has shown John the that how uh, there will be uh, the, the, the there will be judgment committed to the righteous. Hallelujah! And we see also that the righteous will live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. And we see that this is a First resurrection, uh, Revelation 20 14 says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and we know we're talking the second death because uh, we recognize how uh, when Christ came to get the righteous, how all the righteous living and the righteous. Dead went back with him, so this is the final death. There will be no more death after this one. Anyone whose name is not recorded in the book of life will be consumed by this very same fire. And Revelation chapter 2, verse 11 says, He that has an ear, let him hear what the word, what the spirit says unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt by the second death. Praise the Lord. So we can rejoice here because while Satan is a captain on earth, the people of God, the righteous, are uh, there. We, we are living with God. We reign with God in heaven for a thousand years. And, and this is what Jesus uh, was responding to in Peter. In John chapter 13, verse 36, Peter asked Jesus a question. Uh, Peter said unto him, Lord, where thou goest? And Jesus answered him, whether I go, Thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. So here we see that Jesus told Peter, Where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you shall follow me afterwards. So this leads into our next question. What place will the followers of Christ go? Let's turn to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. That's John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3. The word says, Let not your heart be troubled. So praise the Lord. Jesus assures us that he has gone back home to prepare a place for the righteous. And he also assures that he will come back to take us to the home he has prepared for those who believe, those who obey, and those who've endured until the end of time. In other words, the saved will live with Jesus forever. And the Apostle John uh, also, the stride where the saved will be, and, and we know according to Revelation chapter twenty, verse four, that the saved will live and reign with Christ for a thousand years. My sisters and brothers, these saints are with Christ in heaven, which is in the New Jerusalem, and will come down to the earth at the end of the millennium. Uh, let's turn to Revelation chapter three, verse twelve. Revelation chapter 21 verse 2, and 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 we're going to go there quickly with me because my time is running out. That's Revelation chapter 3 verse 12. The words that he that overcometh with, I make a pillow in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is new jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from god and i will write upon him my new name and then revelation uh chapter 21 verse 2 the word says and i john saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven prepared as a bride for her husband so we see here in the book of revelation chapter 3 verse 12 that makes it clear that those who remain steadfast and true to God will be like a pillar in the sanctuary of God. Hallelujah. And Jesus will inscribe on our hearts the name of his God and write his new name upon us. And the name of that great holy city is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of Heaven from God prepared as a bride doing for her husband. Hallelujah. So John further explained in, in, in this passage of Scripture uh, that he saw thrones. And, and, and they that sat upon them and judgment was committed to them. And we realize that the saints will, will not determine who will be saved or lost. That's not the type of judgment they're doing. This work uh, will have been already accomplished by God already. Rather, the work of judgment during the millennia involves the redeemed going over the case of every evil angel and every human being that is lost. Every one of them that is lost. So, there will be no question remain in the mind of the redeemed concerning God's justice and mercy. And, And just imagine that you are in heaven and you discover that a loved one you expected to be there is missing you would naturally wonder why. While well, God provides an opportunity for every question to be asked and answered, all doubts will forever be laid to rest. 1 Corinthians, two, two, um, Corinthians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3, Paul says this, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that ye we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to life? So we see here that the judgment is committed to the saints. And we just thank God for being able to be able to settle in our mind that everyone that is saved has is saved because of their deeds and action. The record will reveal that. My, my, my. This is a a great lesson. Praise the Lord. Uh, We have to end it now. This is a great lesson entitled Events After Jesus Return Part 1. This concludes our lesson. And we thank you for joining this edition of the amazing true weekly radio broadcast. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for revealing through your word the events after your son jesus returned thank you jesus and help us to be in the first resurrection go back to heaven with your son when he comes back oh lord we thank you and we know you're righteous and just in all your ways so we look forward to the work of the judgment during our first thousand years in heaven thank you for hearing and answering this prayer in jesus name we pray amen our um Prayer line is open. That number is one God bless you.